Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The video looks phenomenal. See, this is the difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig? Today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Folks, three Camden County, Georgia Sheriff's Office employees have been arrested for beating a black man, Jared Hobbs. Attorney Harry Daniels will join us to discuss this latest development. Driving while black is what a Louisiana family says got a 45-year-old black man uh, killed. Civil Rights Attorney Ben Crump will explain how a traffic stop for a window tent and a modified exhaust ended with a man shot in the head. Also, there's so much to unpack about Tennessee lawmakers questioning Tennessee State University 
four black students enrolling in record numbers. I talked with Leslie Baskerville, the National Organization for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education, about how HBCUs are under the gun for doing well. Yeah, for doing well. Folks, it's time to bring the farm. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Another traffic stop leads to a black man being shot and killed, this time in Louisiana. It was over a window tent and a modified exhaust. 45-year-old Derek Ketling, the brother of Louisiana State Police Lieutenant Colonel Kenny Van Buren, was stopped by a uh, sheriff's deputy. Now, Ketling asked why he was being pulled over. The deputy did not answer, but gave him several commands. The deputy then tried to restrain Ketling when a struggle took place. Now, I want to warn everybody about this video. It is very, very triggering. If you want to turn away, please do so right now. Uh, we've, we've, we've shown too many of these videos, but it is important for us, uh, to, again, to be able to show you uh, these videos to cover these stories. Now, the first video will give you a split screen of the deputy's body cam as well as dash cam and the video shot by a witness is going to come in during the struggle. Watch. Hold on. Right, right, right there. Right. right here. To the truck. To the truck. Yeah, go to it. Walk over here. Walk over here. Walk to your truck. Stand by, Ethan Broadway. To the back of your truck. Show me. Keep your hands out your pockets. Put them on the. Walk to the back of your truck. Walk to the back of your truck. Out with a silver Silverado tent tag. Fine. Face the back of your, face your truck for me. Face the truck. Huh? What's the issue? Because you act, you agitated, you turn around, you ain't following I, nothing. I am following. Look, I, turn. I don't hear. Turn. Can I get my phone, sir. Uh, we'll get to that. Just turn and face the truck. Turn and turn face, and the, face the truck. What I, I did. the truck. What is wrong with you? Face Why are you grabbing truck. on me, man? Give me a unit. Why are you face grabbing on me, truck. bro? Turn around and put your hands behind your back. What's wrong with you, bro? Put your hands behind your back. For what? Put your hands behind your for, back. For what, bro? Put your hands behind your back. For what? Oh. 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 Oh.
Shots fired, one subject down. Gunshot wound to the head. I'm bleeding from my head. Gonna need a Katie. The Ketling family attorney is Ben Crump. He joins us right now. Uh, ben, we have to, this just continues to happen. And it, it is as if basic traffic stops lead to black men being killed. Driving uh, while black. Yep. Yet again. Um, I was talking to my co-counsel, attorney Ryan Haley, and we both said right off the bat, you see three things that that officer did wrong. Number one, when you pull a, a person over and they asked you, what are you pulling me over for? The officer, uh, following any proper procedure, gives the citizen notice of what I'm uh, violating your Fourth Amendment rights for why I'm detaining you and searching you and seizing you. He never does that. And then he calls for backup. He doesn't wait for backup before he engages Mr. Derek Kitlin. And then the third thing Roland Martin, he does wrong, and we saw this with the case of Patrick Loyola in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you're going to deploy your taser, the policy is very clear. You don't get within arm's distance of the person to deploy a taser. Because what is the natural reaction when you go to pull a taser point-blank range on me? I'm going to put my hand out to try to defend it. And then that's when they say, oh, you were uh, not complying. You put me in fear of your life. And then they use that as an excuse to kill us. You saw it in Louisiana. We saw it in Grand Rapids. It keeps happening over and over in America, and it's unjust, Roland Martin. What, what, what I'm still trying to understand is, okay, you, you, you pull them over for a tent and an exhaust? I think it's pretextual. Um, you know, it's driving while black. We, we know it when we see it. We don't have to, you know, uh, speculate about why this officer was pulling Derek over. He saw a black man driving it. It was his position, we believe, and we're going to get more into this police officer's history, that he had an uh, implicit bias when it came to dealing with uh, African-Americans, especially black men, and engaging in excessive use of force. Here's, what, again, what, what I don't understand. Guys, cue the video up, because I need you to fast forward to the point where he puts his hands on him. Okay, so here's what I don't understand. Okay, if I'm approaching someone, and so, go right, right there. So pull that, that video up right now. Okay, now, if I don't stop right there, just stop it. Now, if I don't know, if I don't know if this guy has a weapon, I don't know any of those things, then I'm, to, I, I'm going to create some distance between me and him um, exactly. uh, as a result. And I'm probably going to st stand back and say, sir, I need you to put both of your hands on the back of your trunk. W what I'm not going to do is, is keep approaching. Now, roll the video. And so, roll the video. And so he goes up, and, you, and all of a sudden, he, he, he immediately puts his hands on him.
Okay, now, th th again, this is what I'm not understanding. Why? Why, why? why is he putting his hands on him? He, he, for, he's not said why he's being stopped. And again, when you see that someone is agitated, what is important to me, freeze it right there, what is important, again, I believe that cops should be de-escalating. Sir, I need you to calm down. It's okay. I'm just going to walk you through this. No. What he then did, he, he, he has an agitated person who gets more agitated, roll the video, and then as he gets more agitated, then all of a sudden, now a scuffle breaks out. It, it, it makes... Again, this is the thing, Ben. De-escalation should be the priority of cops. Yeah, Roland, what you have just demonstrated, and we could use you as our expert in the trial, is what police procedure would have instructed him to do. Create distance. Use your verbal commands. If you're going to deploy the taser, you deploy it from a safe distance, not only for your safety, but certainly for the citizen's safety. Uh, he did none of those things, Roland Martin. And, and that's why we believe this case is one that warrants this officer to be terminated and charged because he violated several procedures that led up to the death of a human being who committed no crime. I mean, what is the crime there, Roland Martin? Right, and that's and, and that's and that's the thing there. Now, um, again, uh, his his brother is a state trooper. His brother is a state trooper, and uh, ironically, his brother is a person who is in the top of the hierarchy in investigating uh, wrongful deaths by police and excessive use of force by police. Uh, and obviously, you know, Ronald Green, uh, uh, Alton Sterling, all those type cases. His brother was part of the state patrol who looked into those cases, and you would think that you wouldn't get the call that your brother has been killed by officer uh, accused of using excessive force. But what it tells you, Roland Martin, and we should never take it for granted, Black America. But by the grace of God, that could be any of us. Um, again, just absolutely uh, unbelievable. Um, ben Crump, uh, um, glad to have you on the show. Uh, hate to have you on the show uh, as a result of Under the, these, circumstances. these circumstances. And unfortunately, uh, it just continues to happen uh, to uh, African-American men. Has this officer been placed on administrative uh, uh, duty? Is he still on the... Is he still uh, working the streets? Well, he's suspended apparently with pay, which is what happens per the course, part of the course. Rolling, they shoot us and then they get a vacation. Big crop. Uh, thanks so much. All right, I'm coming back to talk about uh, Banking Wild Black and Wells Fargo with you next time. Bro. All right, sounds great. Let's do it. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. My pound, Dr. Mustafa Santiago Ali, former senior advisor for the Environmental Justice at the EPA. Mario Solomon Simmons, he's civil rights attorney uh, and founder of Justice for Greenwood. Brianna Cartwright, political strategist. Glad to have all three of you here.
I mean, uh, just tomorrow, this week, this happens and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and what, all, what, what first happens is people start saying, oh, if only he had complied. But isn't there a responsibility on the cop, the person with the gun, the person with the badge, uh, to, again, de-escalate a situation so it doesn't get to pulling your taser out and then pulling your gun out and shooting somebody in the head? Absolutely, man. Good evening, uh, Roland and Mustafa and Bianca. Good to see all of y'all. Uh, it was good to see Ben. You know, it reminded me so much of uh, one of the cases that Ben and I work on, the Terrence Crutcher case, where it appeared to me that the gentleman, the brother, was having some type of a mental breakdown, just the way he was acting. And as you stated, Roland, and Ben stated, the proper police procedures at that point is to keep distance and to, like you say, de-escalate. And also, what's the rush here? Why did he need to run up on him and grab him? I just don't understand, based upon why he was pulled over. This was not what you would call a felony stop. A felony stop is when you uh, suspect someone has committed some type of armed robbery, burglary, murder, kidnapping, and, uh, and you, you're pulling them over and you're thinking this person is armed and dangerous inside of the vehicle, so I'm going to get out and I'm going to have some type of physical altercation. But even in those situations, officers are taught to wait for backup, to keep distance, and to de-escalate. That's a tragedy that that happened. I, I just really hate to see that because it was clear that that brother was having either some type of a mental breakdown or something was going on just the way he was acting when he got out of the vehicle. Um, you know, um, Brianna, it, it just, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's just we, we see these stories over and over and over again, and then what typically happens is uh, the result is they side with the police officer. They say the motorist uh, was in the wrong, should have complied, should have uh, followed all instructions. Uh, and again, the guy asked him, why are you pulling me over? Uh, doesn't even, doesn't even want to say it. And that's too many, that's just way too many cops. They feel as if they don't have to tell you why you're getting pulled over. Right, Roland. So I'm going to start off by saying, Demario, I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know if he had an anxiety attack or a mental issue. Um, it is the fact that he got pulled over without even knowing. The fact that he still came out of the car. He was far from the car. He didn't have his hand. He had his hands where everyone could see it. He was technically at the back of his truck because it was the part where you put stuff in. It wasn't all the way in the back, right? So he slowly kept complying, but he did not do what the officer exactly wanted to do, which at the time, someone's screaming at you, you're scared, you don't know why, and you see these things happen time and time again, you're in the mode of fight or flight, right? And he's trying to comply because we've seen time and time again, if you flight, you get it in your back. So there, there's this thing where we know <laughs> we're up against something that we can't control, and it's just nerves. People deal with their nerves differently. And it was obvious that the officer was not in fear. He would not have gotten that close. You know, the scuffle all happened close. He asked for backup, didn't wait. If all this was he was in fear, then he wouldn't have taken those steps in the first place. And he's an officer's only supposed to utilize their weapon when they feel that their life is in threat. And nowhere was his life in threat, or did that video show that he thought his life was in threat. At the end of the video, he said, oh, I'm bleeding too. As to be a cop-out of 
of what he did was okay for calling it in because we've seen what happens if we just let um, someone die out. So he was trying to seem as if he was responsible after the fact, but it was all cover up and there's no way that he could say that this was a mistake and he should be charged and we can go into uh, immune, uh, qualified immunity if we want to, but uh, honestly, more than for him just being stripped as a police, he should be personally charged. Mustafa. You know, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, when our brother George Floyd lost his life, has anything changed? Because we continue to see these same things playing out time and time again. And this brother lost his life for, you know, what, a $100 ticket at the most? We've got these interesting dynamics also rolling that's going on that we got to bring into the conversation. So not only did this police officer not follow the proper procedures, but, you know, folks have been asking for and introducing legislation uh, in a number of states across our country, and Republicans have been blocking them. And a part of that legislation has actually been that police officers need to have to share with you why they pulled you over. And Republicans have been blocking that. They said it makes a police officer's job uh, tougher uh, and more dangerous. The more dangerous aspect, I can't even begin to fathom what that actually means. So we continue to have these failures in our law enforcement system, from the officers all the way up to these state legislators who refuse to put some basic, very basic types of things in place that help people to have a better understanding of why they got pulled over and to make sure that those officers are, are sharing that with them so at least folks understand where they stand. Um, it is, uh, again, uh, just unfortunate. We'll see what happens next. But again, what often happens in these cases, it's cop gets off and they say, oh, he was justified because his life was in danger. We know exactly how. Just, yep, go, tomorrow, go ahead. First, just for our audience, you know, if you find yourself in that situation, obviously, that be honest, that we're up against the odds. But I would strongly recommend that you stay in your vehicle um, and that you try to comply with the commands the best way you can, because these things can happen regardless when you do exactly what they say. And therefore, this is a great example that if there's any ambiguity, we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt, particularly out on the street. And once they started struggling for the gun, that's where the problem is going to lie, because the officer is going to say at that point that he was fearing for his life. But he created the situation. That's the legality of it. He created the dangerous situation. So he should not be able to say, oh, because of what I created, I had to protect myself from a legal perspective. Yep. That's exactly what typically happens. All right, folks, got to go to break. We come back. We're going to talk about Tennessee State University uh, being checked by lawmakers because of their population increase, which kind of makes no sense because it's not like they say anything to the University of Tennessee. We have more of that uh, state hearing, uh, and we'll talk about that uh, as well. Also, uh, ruling comes down in Georgia. An appeals court rules against Republicans saying, yes, early voting can begin on Saturday, November 26th. We'll tell you about that as well. Folks, uh, you should uh, download the Black Star Network app, available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, also, please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dolls make it possible for us to do what we do. 
please send a check or a money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And get your copy of my book, uh, Why Fear? How the Brownie of America is making white folks lose their minds. Available on all platforms, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Also get it at Target. Download it from Audible or order from your favorite black bookstore. We'll be right back. Is it just me? Or does it feel like we've been here before? The whole country's finished voting and only us left. You'd think Herschel Walker would want to explain what he'd do in the Senate if he actually wants to represent Georgia. Instead, he repeats the same lies, trying to distract from what we all know is true about him. But I think Georgians will see his ads for what they are. Don't you? I'm Raphael Warnock, and yes, we're doing this again. That's why I approve this message. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, we talk about the principles of mindset, strategy, and execution. This week, we're adding a fourth, faith. You're going to hear from a mother and daughter duo who are helping thousands of Black women build wealth all through their faith. You are more than you can ever imagine. Not just obtaining things to show that, but seeing yourself. Making your faith work for you, that's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, we welcome the Black Star Network's very own Roland Martin, who joins us to talk about his new book, White Fear how the browning of America is making white folks lose their minds. The book explains so much about what we're going through in this country right now and how, as white people head toward becoming a racial minority, it's going to get, well, let's just say even more interesting. We are going to see more violence. We're going to see more vitriol because as each day passes, it's, it, it is a nail in that coffin. The one and only Roland Martin on the next Black Table, right here on the Black Star Network. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. All right, folks, if y'all want more laughter, just just we have this hearing from in Tennessee where uh, Tennessee lawmakers, white lawmakers were questioning uh, Tennessee State President Dr. Glenda Glover with regards to uh, this explosion of new enrollment, new enrollees at Tennessee State University. Okay. Uh, and they were questioning them over the lack of dorms. Now, keep in mind, this is the same state that owes Tennessee State nearly $600 million. Okay. Uh, and so we played some of this yesterday. Uh, but you know what? For more laughs, let's play a little bit more today so we can actually show you how seriously stupid and ridiculous these white lawmakers are in Tennessee. Watch. So help me understand management's decision to uh, knowing that you have a plan to get to 10,000 students. Help me understand management's decision to try and accelerate that, that plan when you knew you didn't have the physical capacity, that's physical with a PH, physical capacity to house all of those students. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it seem more appropriate that you would 
slowly grow your enrollment to reach your goal by 2028 rather than over-enrolling and essentially costing more money in, in this first year? We didn't make a, we didn't accelerate the growth at all. The students started applying and, and we fixed an internal problem that allowed us to process applications faster. There had been a holdup in one of our, in the past years. Yeah, there was in the CRM system that we have. Uh, wasn't, it didn't totally allow, the system process did not allow us to match it up in a faster way. We did a lot of it, was almost manual, the spreadsheets, et cetera. But you did it in a matter of seconds. You could process more applications uh, and much faster. We weren't trying to make the 10,000 this year. Uh, well, I guess, sorry to interrupt you, but I guess my question is if I know that my board has challenged me to grow to 10,000 students by 2028, just use that number, then I would have a progressive growth number and I would build out my campus along the way to get to that 10,000 number, right? Because, because it takes time. I know it's gonna take me time, but it sounds like in this instance, you had this huge influx of students and you didn't tell anybody no if they met the, the, the criteria. You didn't tell anybody no, and so you had all these students on campus or coming to your campus without the physical capacity to handle those students. Now, we understand whether it's UT or it's UT Memphis that they, they, they often over-enroll, and for the, they'll have four or 500 students that they have to house off campus for a brief period of time, but then they absorb them in, right? That's what we generally do, too. But you're not going to be but able to do that. This year. We did that last year. That's, yeah. what, that's what you really do. Yeah. But we had so many more students this year. I, I, I have to keep stressing that we're in the middle of an HBCU renaissance when students are coming back to HBCUs. And we are a school of choice. There's a lot going on TSUs on a national stage. And t students want to come to TSU. So we didn't over-enroll from that standpoint. We, it was the housing part of it. We have to, in our minds separate the right to the education from housing. We have the capacity to teach the students. It's just was we don't have the housing capacity. Hard, especially when you look at the fact that University of Tennessee has had record uh, enrollment the last two years, but their facilities are a hell of a lot more uh, advanced and better than Tennessee State University. A as I said, folks, uh, the issues that we're talking about uh, exist there. In fact, y'all should have, do y'all have the rest of the clip uh, where there was a lawmaker uh, who talked about the issues? I think it was a black lawmaker. Do y'all have that? Okay, because it was, it was after that. Uh, it was after that. Uh, in fact, let me see if I can uh, uh, find that because it was, th that was important because, for, you know, for context, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, the, these folks here, again, which makes no sense to me, if they're literally sitting here uh, trying to somewhat, uh, you know, you know, chastise the president, uh, and and what they're doing is actually, you know, really uh, trying trying to build the university. And last I checked, I, I, I would think you would you would want that. Uh, you would want that. Uh, in fact, the folks at Tennessee Holler they actually had posted uh, a video um, uh, of of this particular hearing. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Here we go. Okay, so here we go. Uh, watch this. teach the students 
It's just was we don't have the housing capacity. It's almost like the, the chicken and the egg, right? So you can't request additional funding for dorms if you don't have enrollment. However, if you get the enrollment and you don't have the dorms, my first year in the education committee was in 2018, and TSU was admonished for declining enrollment. And so I think we as a state, it's our responsibility to say, okay, this is where we are. What are we going to do to work together to lift this university up? People from that community who have never had an opportunity to go to college, they want to go to TSU. Use the term aggressive marketing campaign. When so, we go so to uh, joining me right now, Dr. Leslie Baskerville, uh, the president and CEO of the National Organization for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education. They advocate for HBCUs in the nation's capital. Leslie, always good to see you. That last point, good I think, is you. what's most important. How in the hell can we admonish them for declining enrollment? And all of a sudden, boom, enrollment increases. We're like, what the hell are y'all doing? Uh, yeah, that's, it is, they suggest that it's a problem. That's not the problem. That's not the problem at all. The problem is that from the inception of HBCUs and to until today, HBCUs have been woefully underfunded relative to their missions and um, relative to the historically white colleges and universities in the states. Um, Tennessee State is an 1890 land-grant institution, an historically black land-grant institution. And one of the persons who spoke was an 1862 land-grant president yesterday, um, Chattanooga, I believe. And he raised the question about, he said, you all are getting all of these new people. We can't get any black students because Tennessee State, you're getting all of the black students. And so... First, first thought is it's a great thing if President uh, Glover is and her board and, and her, her team, they're doing a tremendous job. They have new programs. They have um, new facilities, new infrastructure. They were able to do that because um, given today's climate, she called it a renaissance of HBCUs, and it truly is a renaissance, a re renaissance that came about as the result of um, the, joy, the killing of George Floyd in broad daylight and in front of everyone, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, and then the election of Vice, Vice, Vice President Harris. Um, following that, we had an administration and an active Congress that included 59 black members of Congress and others who understand the value of HBCUs and that America can't realize so many of her goals but for HBCUs. And so they invested in HBCUs. And it is the right thing for Tennessee State to seize the moment and to try to resolve what appears to be a challenge while she has a team in Washington. Nafio and others are there making sure that they get the dollars that they have. With regard to the idea that because an HBCU has more black students, an historically white student doesn't get one, is ridiculous. But what it does do, it raises another important issue of today, um, Roland. It says that the need for affirmative action. And so while we're struggling to get America to realize what she owes HBCUs because of the huge disparities and the vestigial discrimination against them. You've got the Supreme Court looking, listening to the Harvard case and, and the North Carolina case in which um, people are once again challenging the utility of taking affirmative steps to include black and brown people in um, their students, in particular, in their universities. And um, if Chattanooga had 
an aggressive and targeted and thoughtful affirmative action plan. There are enough black students um, who would love to go to college and who, given the resources of many colleges and their mission that does include a diverse environment, would go there. Um, so we do need affirmative action. We need, for example, if Glenda Glover has as part of her, her outreach, she outreach to everyone, students all over the place with far limited resources, financial resources than others. But suppose Chattanooga invested in Roland Mar Martin, in the Black Star Network, in Unfiltered, where they could tap into more than 1 million subscribers, 391 um, viewers, 391 million viewers. They could tap into the black community. There's not a dearth of black students. Uh, Tennessee State is, is large and strong, but it's not so large and strong that there are not black students who would seize the opportunity to go there, especially with the, the resources that they have available. In addition to, to the Roland Martin show, the um, Roland Martin unfiltered advertising there, National Black Newspaper Publishers Association, they reach um, 20 million Americans, mostly African Americans. They have 205 newspapers. If Chattanooga wanted to seek black students, they could touch them through the National Black Newspapers Publishers Association. And just recently, um, Cleveland Gary launched the Black the uh, Black Shopping Channel. Black Shopping Channel is, is the largest multimedia platform in America. They have 250 million subscribers, mostly Black of them, 110 million households, mostly Black of them. So there's, there's room for anyone who wants to have a richly diverse college university. That, that's if they want to put the work in. That's, that's if they want to put the work in. That's what it boils down if to. If they uh, want to so, put the work and in. So I, but, I, but, I, but I do think it's important that, uh, yes, an allocation was made last year by the legislature, but the reality is the legislature continues Didn't to grossly have... underfund Tennessee State. And again, their own committee has determined uh, that they've underfunded Tennessee State to the tune of nearly $600 million. This is real simple. Give Tennessee State the $600 million, they can build more dorms. They can, they can create they, they can create a plan. And the other thing that's so stupid here, when you talk about this increased enrollment, not all 2,000 students are going to stay on campus. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, my God, we've got to build dorms for 2,000. No. Look, I, look. when I went to Texas A&M, I didn't stay in, stay in dorm until, my, until the summer of my final year. I lived off campus for four years. And so not everyone is going to live in a dorm, but you do have to create, you do have to give the university the resources they need because as long as you're starving them and making it piecemeal, then they can't fully execute their strategic plan. That's correct. But the other part of it is, and where Nafio's job comes in as the Membership and Advocacy Association for all the HBCUs, is that the $600 million is a step in the right direction. It's a down payment on a debt that is actually much larger than the 600 million. The 600 million is reflective of a discriminatory policy in Congress that sets the appropriations for the white land-grant institutions substantially higher than the black land-grant institutions, even today. And it builds into the mandate for the match a much lower base for HBCUs. And so 
Nafio's job, while President Glover and the other 105 historically black presidents and chancellors are, are fighting where the rubber hits the roads, we work both with Congress and the state legislative bodies and in the courts. And in the courts, we are saying that from the beginning, when the, America established the dual and unequal higher ed system, the white, the white 18, 1862 land grants were given lots of land and required to have a, an appropriation that would go up so that they could have new programs. To this day, HBCUs did not get their, the 1890s land grants did not get their land, and there is no requirement that they have an appropriation that goes up. And so we're going to work from the uh, the judicial base and from the legislative branch, from the administrative branch, and also work with our members where they are. President Glover is a national figure. She is uh, serving as one of President Biden, as a co-chair of President Biden's um, board of HBCU advisors, and just stepped down from a tenure as AKA president, during which, along with the, the sisterhood, the first um, black sorority, they not only pledged, but gave $100 million to all four-year HBCUs. So they're doing everything that they can. Black folks are doing everything that they can. And because of, of the, the growth and the investment by Congress, by black folks and others, white folks took notice. Corporations took notice. Mackenzie Scott, 20 million, 20 to 50 million to about 20 HBCUs. Why? Because they understand that investment in HBCU is the most cost-efficient and most effective thing that American can do in higher education to close the wealth gap, the higher education gap, the employment gap, the economic gap, the justice and the sustainability gap. That's what's going on. And President Glover needs not to apologize for it. We, those of us who, who are her champions and, and the advocates for HBCUs, need to make sure that they have infrastructure dollars sufficient to accommodate that. And there's a bill now that's trying to make its way through Congress. And we will definitely do all that we can to make sure that that question is not raised again. All right, Lisa Baskerville, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. And I congratulate you for all that you do for all of us. And tell Chattanooga to advertise with Roland Martin and Roland Martin Unfiltered, the Black Star Network. Absolutely. Absolutely, Thank Leslie. You. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Let's go to my Mustafa uh, DeMario uh, as well as Brianna. Here's the thing, Mustafa, that, that this, this, is, this is real basic. And that is, your HBCU Tennessee State, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like, oh, hit you with declining enrollment. Well, then we get it up. Oh, now all of a sudden, no, what the hell, you got too many. North Carolina A&T gets slapped with a $2 million fine because they, went, they barely went over the cap of out-of-state students, as opposed to them going, hmm, maybe we have a university that people kind of want to go to. Why in the hell would you sit here and actually find them? And so what you're dealing with is these, these white lawmakers, and again, which is why my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, is important is because they're sitting here like, we don't understand what's going on. Like, why are all these Negroes trying to go to these schools? But again, because of what's happening or not happening at these predominantly white institutions. And this notion as if these, these people are choosing to go. Okay, they're choosing not to go to the University of Tennessee. They're choosing not to go to Middle Tennessee State. They're choosing to go to Tennessee State. And so what they should be saying is, great, Awesome. Hey, Dr. Glover, how can we help? 
Exactly. Well, qu quickly, a shout-out to all the students at Tennessee State University and Dr. David Padgett, who's been just doing amazing work there for a number of decades now. You know, this is about power. It, it is always about power with these folks. You know, if we start to do good, then they want to roll you back. And then, of course, if you miss whatever the particular goals are, then they want to hold you accountable for that. It's really interesting. You know, in the state of Tennessee, you've got, what, 17 percent of the population is African-American, over a million folks. So for them not to be able to get these other schools to be attracting African-American students, there's a reason for that. One of the reasons is that these other schools, in many instances, are not safe spaces. They're not welcoming spaces. Uh, so students are choosing, as they should, uh, to go to HBCUs, where they know they're going to be appreciated. They're going to get, you know, a stellar education. And they're also going to build the networks that are necessary as you're navigating the workplace. So with all that being said, they actually should have uh, the president coming in and asking the question of how were you able to accomplish this? What are the lessons learned? What are those best practices that you all have in place? And how can we better support you to make sure that it continues to grow out? If they would have paid up that 600... The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Billion dollars, the housing would be there. Um, so they, one, need to take care of that side of the equation. But the other side is you should be learning from people who know how to get the job done and how to attract students. Oh, absolutely. And, and look, the, the, the reality is, uh, uh, Dr. Glover, uh, Brianna, uh, in terms of obviously when she was international president of the AKAs, uh, she brought uh, Vice President Kamala Harris there to be a commencement speaker uh, there at uh, the university. Uh, and, uh, and let's just be honest, I'm sure you have some Republican lawmakers who were not happy uh, at all uh, that the vice president uh, was there uh, giving commencement, but the, but the reality is, uh, guess what? Uh, that's kind of what happens when you're an HBCU president and you're an AKA and the vice president of the United States is your sorority sister who's also an HBCU graduate. Uh, hello, uh, that's, 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 what, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be bringing high caliber talent. Trust me, I'm sure uh, these, these same lawmakers would have had no problem if Donald Trump and a bunch of his cohorts were traveling to the University of Tennessee when he was in the White House. Absolutely. She's exactly where she should have been. And I'm glad for that um, for many reasons as um, we have uh, 2024 coming up soon. Um, so I'm glad that she was there. I'm glad that she's representing and I'm glad that She's focusing on HBCUs and her AK roots. Um, I do believe I keep hearing about, you know, advertising more in Chattanooga and going to PWIs. And honestly, it's not about we should be pushing black people to go anywhere. We should allow for the appropriations for the place where whatever student wants to go to. And the fact, you know, he stated they qualify. He said, you let everybody in that qualified, and it should continue like that. It shouldn't be, okay, they qualified, and now let's not still let these people in. We should allow Black people who qualify to go to the schools that they want to and progress. And they're scared of our progression, and that's what we see here and the controlling of it. I hope that they give the money, and, I don't know, Congress is changing. It's going to be a battle in Congress. We still can do it. Um, but well, I, no, no, I really no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the money's not coming from Congress. The money, no, the, no. the money is... From state. Right. Except for saying that there is a bill right now in Congress to help HBCU right. overall. But the $600 million, that's Tennessee. The, the, state, the state of Tennessee should be pawning right. it up. And for, for instance, this is the same state that set aside $500 million to build the Tennessee Titans, a billion-dollar NFL franchise, a new damn dome stadium. Because so, they like to keep so the So, like, y'all got the money. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I totally understand. I do think that it's a two-pronged approach because, um, yes, they have the money. Um, even when they get the money from Congress, right, to, to just um, disperse it is also going to be another issue. We see this time and time again. Um, and as you stated, they prioritize Black people in sports over education. And it's a problem. Um We'll see how it, it folds out.
Well, bottom line is, Demario, uh, we, we, we keep talking about this here. This is what happens in many of these states where HBCUs have been gross, have been, have been, have been abused, frankly. We saw, the, we saw the Alvin Chandler's lawsuit in Mississippi. We saw what happened in Alabama. We saw the, the historic settlement that took place uh, in Maryland. Uh, and this happens over and over and over again. And folk can't sit here and go, well, we don't understand why these campuses are looking like this here. If you're not providing the same level of funding, equity, well, then guess what? It's a problem. Yeah, and I mean, Mustafa and Brianna have all said such th great things that I agree with. Number one, this is about power. They, they feel in a sense of loss of power, as you talked about in your book, Roland, to even having more black people educated. Let's be clear. They don't want us educated. They don't want us to have access to real education. So that is a problem for some of them altogether. Then secondly, it's the black tax that we have to do more with less. That's what we've always had to do in this country, and it's wrong. And we need that $600 million. I don't know what the mechanism is to make them pay it, but if it's known that they owe $600 million, they need to say it with me, everyone at home. <laughs> cut the check. Let's say it again. They need to cut the check so they can build the dorms. And I really like what Brianna highlighted, that they allowed everyone that's qualified. And that's what the president said during that hearing. She said, these students need education, they're qualified for it, and we're going to let them in. There's a difference between housing and a difference between education. And, you know, shout out to Tennessee State. Both my, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law went to Tennessee State. And Roland, you would love this. My father-in-law was on the 1959 National Championship football team, and he's a proud Omega Sci-Fi man. I'm sorry, why would I love that? Oh, because I know you love the cues. Uh, well, no, you, no, you I, picked I, on me on AKAs today, so we're even now. No, uh, actually, you know doggone well, we don't believe in uh, junior organizations. Uh, and so we never we never shout those that are, uh, are limited in their uh, ability to reach people across the world. So Mustafa and I clearly understand that there's one fraternity, the rest are simply youth groups. So remember that. <laughs> Remember that, and and also uh, and also, Demario, uh, take a look here. Uh, that's an alpha man giving the 2019 uh, fall commencement <laughs> speech at Tennessee State University. Uh, yes, uh, wearing the black uh, and old gold, just so you understand how we roll. So there you go. All right, folks. All good. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. All right. Got to go to a break. We come back. Uh, remember the cops uh, that uh, beat up the brother uh, in jail in, uh, in, a, uh, in jail in Georgia? Well, guess what? They uh, have been arrested. We'll talk with uh, the attorney, the man who was brutally beaten. We come back on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Be sure to download the Black Star Network app available on all platforms. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, and of course, you can also uh, support us by joining our Brain to Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do. So your check and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal's R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Folks, available on all platforms. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. Order from your favorite black bookstore or download your audio copy on Audible. I'll be right back.
concentrating on entrepreneurism, providing young people with resources and training that they need in order to change their trajectories. We won't black them. Democracy is on the ballot. Voting rights is on the ballot. Voting suppression is on the ballot. I am most passionate about those three combined because they all impact each other. Savannah is my home. I care about my community, and I care about representation in my community. Our voices are still going to be heard no matter what kind of obstacles try to come up against us to stop us from voting. We're still going to be standing our ground. I see the effort that's being made to keep our communities from voting, so that makes me realize it's even more important because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be fighting to make sure we couldn't vote. This doesn't stop this year. This is a forever movement. We're going to exert our power as a people. We walk in our rightful place. We're going to change our communities, fight for our communities, and build our communities. This is Diala Riddle. What's up, y'all? I'm Will Packer. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Three Georgia Sheriff's employees, they have been arrested in connection to the vicious beating of Jarrett Hobbs. Officers Mason Garrick, Braxton Massey, Ryan Beagle were fired. That's right, were uh, fired uh, and charged with battery of an inmate and violating the oath of office. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation and the Camden County Sheriff's Office started an investigation following the September beating of Hobbs in Camden County Detention Center. All three officers have been booked and sent to the same Camden County Public Safety Complex where Hobbs was initially detained. Joining me now is the attorney, one of the attorneys uh, for Jared Hobbs, uh, Harry Daniels. Uh, Harry, uh, let's just be clear, this video going viral is why these cops were arrested. Roland, that's exactly right. If this video don't went viral, we, you, we, would have, we would not be having this discussion today. Let's make no mistake about it. This is something, a CYA tactic by the sheriff in Camden County. If the video didn't come out, then we would not be having this discussion. His jailers would not be in jail today. Uh, and, uh, and so, because uh, it, uh, it happened in September. When did the investigation start? 
Well, the investigation started uh, once we released the video. Uh, this, this happened September 3rd. The local NAAC president, Mr. Timothy Bassett Jr., he actually traveled to Cabinet County uh, and inquired about what happened to Mr. Hobbs. He was told nothing happened to Mr. Hobbs. So they were fully aware of this incident. In fact, they had brought charges against Mr. Hobbs that we talked about before. So this was not a stranger. This was nothing that was brought on them all of a sudden. They knew about it, and it took the GBI a matter of days to bring charges. They traveled to North Carolina, spoke with Mr. Hobbs. I traveled along with them, uh, and with a matter of days, they brought charges. And we was aware that charges would be brought sometime this week before Thanksgiving. So we wasn't shocked of the charge being brought. But like you said, this is this investigation just started uh, because the sheriff chose to cover it up. Uh, and, and again, uh, G GBI comes in. This ain't hard. Press play. Oh hell! <laughs> Arrest him. I mean, this is this is a cut and dry case. Uh, simply, I mean, this this is not hard uh, to break down. Yeah, Roland, we've seen this before in Brunswick. You got to remember, this is a setting with Amar Aubrey. Same thing happened. Amar Aubrey was killed. The DA decided not to move forward, try to cover up. The GBI come in within a matter of days. Charges are brought here. Uh, these these officers are charged with battery, aggravated battery. That's a felony to carry 20 years in the state of Georgia in violation of the office because in order to be charged with aggravated battery, you have to render one person body part useless. So it's probable cause and evidence, and it's factual, and it's clear evidence that Mr. Hobbs, one of his body parts, was rendered useless as a result of this beating. So these officers facing 25 years apiece. This is not misdemeanors. These are felonious felonies charges. Uh, well, uh, certainly th that is good news. Being charged is one thing. Being convicted is another. Hey, man, you jumped on the spot. First of all, uh, we're not going to scream jubilee uh, to the heavens. Being charged is one thing, but we need a prosecution, a thorough, a legitimate prosecution. Uh, we need it. We want a conviction, and we want a prison sentence. Let's make no mistake about it. Uh, the first step is the charge and the rest, but we want the final acts to be carried out. And what's the final acts? conviction and a, and a prison sentence. Uh, that would send a message across the nation of people who are in situations who wear badges uh, that you don't do this to people. It doesn't matter the condition, the position they're in. Humanity is at foot here. When you treat another human being like that as a consequences, it doesn't matter if you wear a badge, shield, or star. And, you know, the GBI director, he summed it up when they asked the question. When you saw the video, when they asked the GBI director, when he saw the video, how did he feel? He said he was shocked. As a citizen, he was in disbelief. You know, but this has been going on for a while. They just got caught today. They just got caught. And, you know, hopefully this opened up Pandora box and so many other things that's happening, not only in Camden County, but it happened around the nation. Because I appreciate good law enforcement. I support good law enforcement. I do not support rogue officers and bad law enforcement. And we never will. And we take it a point, our life works to bring justice and fight for people's civil rights when things like this happen. Well, I also believe that uh, the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice uh, should also, again, they, they, they can be tried and convicted in state court, but they can also be hit with federal charges as well. So hopefully that happens too. Right. Where we, like this, uh, we have petitioned, I sent a request to uh, Christian Clark's office uh, for the, 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 the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice. They, are in, they have received our requests. Uh, let me be very clear. We are looking at this thing not just as a violation of his constitutional rights by people who win.
bad chill or star, but we have asked them to look at this, uh, look at Camden Academy as a whole, any systemic uh, uh, abuse of uh, force, uh, and not just that, but to look at this matter as whether well, it was racially motivated. The federal government had the resources to find out if this was racially motivated. The video is clear. You see a black man being beaten white white police officers. Let's not let's not talk about let's not forget about this elephant in the room. It could be more there than what it beats the eye. So we have asked for a thorough investigation. Uh, Mr. Hobbs is very happy that arrest has happened. Uh, he knows a long way to recovery. Uh, he he. Uh, but we we're gonna we're gonna stay on this story. And I appreciate you guys for being on this story, and uh and uh keeping this thing in the in the front. All right, Harry Daniels, we appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, man, ain't nothing like the Q Sapphire though. Well, another little youth group. <laughs> <laughs> another little hey, youth group member. It's all first good. First and found on the HBCU. Come hey, y'all, y'all <laughs> couldn't get into Alpha. You had to go somewhere. It's all good. Well, you uh, know the history. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do know the history. Alpha's your daddy. All right. <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. Y'all walk into that one every single time. I don't know why y'all do it. I'll keep telling to tell y'all. I'll keep... DeMario, y'all want none of this. You know it. You want none of this. <laughs> That's right, Brother Daniels. I appreciate you. Let him know what it is. We won't be intimidated. We know it's your show. We will not be intimidated. Cues don't back down, Buck. <laughs> y'all back down, but you will back up. <laughs> Yes. All right, man, Brother Daniels, I appreciate you, Team Rue. I appreciate that. We need to let that rolling know what it is. Oh, please, you know, dog. I appreciate dog. you guys. Thank you for all the work y'all do. And, and like I said, this is a very serious matter. I yep. appreciate you. And I appreciate you rolling for uh, Linus to come on and, and bring it to your viewers. Well, you we, have a good night. I appreciate you. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to keep pressing the case. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, another perfect example, uh, Brianna, without video, we're not having this conversation. Right. Absolutely. I was going to ask him a question of how they were able to get the video because one thing he said, it opens up a Pandora box. This, it wasn't that it was the first time, but it was the first time they got caught. And I'm just, I'm so glad that um, this man is now, Hobbs is now um, receiving some justice. Um, to see that video was excruciating, um, very, very painful. There was five on one. I don't know why that would even need to happen. He was eating a sandwich and it went for his neck. You see other um, inmates in the background. It just, it was very violent, uh, very disturbing. Um, at, but I, I, I have a lot of questions, more than answers. So I will definitely be watching this case closely. I saw, you know, five officers. We said three which um, was char um, arrested, and we'll now see if they will actually get any. Um, but they'll be persecuted. So we'll, well see what comes. Mustafa, look, I mean, um, again, when these cases, when these cases happen, uh, we, they repeat, they happen over and over and over again. Uh, and this Biden Department of Justice Civil Rights Division, uh, led by Christian Clark, I mean, they have, they have gotten a number of jail wardens, corrections officers, uh, sheriff's deputies, arrested, charged, indicted, and actually convicted for the type of abuse that we saw right there. And that's what needs to happen. Yeah, we gotta have both these civil and criminal uh, sets of actions that are going on. And we gotta make, we gotta make sure the folks understand that, that people are paying attention, that they're watching, and that when you break the law, exactly what they, what, you know, what we saw that they did, that there are gonna be repercussions, that you're gonna be held to the, the same level of the law as everyone else. And that means that not only are you going to catch fines, but you're also going to spend time behind bars. 
And as that becomes more commonplace for, as as um, our good brother just shared with us, you know, that we we find these situations that w folks will begin to, to, I think it'll move into the culture uh, of law enforcement and let them know that when they do these types of things, that there are going to be repercussions. Um, and that changes the culture. Uh, it's slow. Um, and uh, we would love for it to happen faster. But with the Department of Justice and other holding people accountable, I think it does matter. And I think it will begin to change some of these dynamics, along with all the other work that we have to do. You know, we talk a lot about, again, reforming police departments, but we also have got to be reforming uh, these jails and prisons tomorrow. Yeah, I want to address a couple of things. Number one, um, I believe the family probably got access to this through what's called an open records request or a freedom yep. information request. So if you find yourself, if you or your loved one is uh, a victim of this type of attack, that's the first thing you want to do is contact an attorney and have them send a preservation letter and also request for um, open records if it's a governmental institution. That's number one. The second thing I wanted to say is I want to know the black officer that was in the video, I want to know, did he ever stop any of the beating? No. And then I want to know, was he one of the people that was charged? Because that beating was so vicious, and there is laws that require when officers see that their uh, teammates or their uh, colleagues are violating someone's rights. They have an affirmative duty in many states and locations to stop that action. I didn't see that black officer stopping anything. He wasn't. Was uh, he wasn't. He was not charged. He was disciplined. Yeah, he should be charged too because he saw what was happening and he has a duty to stop that uh, Mr. Hobbs from being brutalized and receiving the type of injuries. I don't know what Mr. Hobbs' injuries are, but they have to be substantial for that type of sustained barrage of uh, punches from four or five different individuals. It was savage. It was inhumane. I think they all should have been charged. And that is an another example that when you talk about this policing culture, it is not about black people. We say, oh, we just need to have more black officers. That is not the, the, the key. We need to change the, the totality of policing culture that they believe they can do what they want to do to black people. And being charged is something that can change that direction. I also am asking or uh, uh, believing and hoping that Christian Clark, uh, the DOJ uh, head of civil rights, will heed the call to come in and investigate this as a crime, and what Brother Daniels said, or Attorney Daniels, that this is a crime and this should be investigated system-wide. Because clearly, for them to do this, they know the videos are there. For them to do it with the videos there lets you know that they feel impunity with their actions. Uh, all right, folks, Atlanta's gonna be paying a million bucks to the family of Rayshard Brooks, the 27-year-old black man fatally shot by a white police officer. In 2020, Atlanta City Council voted 15 to nothing to approve the settlement nearly three months after prosecutors determined the officers involved in Brooks' death had committed no crimes and that the use of deadly force was reasonable. Brooks was killed June 12, 2020 by a white police officer, uh, Garrett Rolfe, when he tried to arrest Brooks and was asleep in his car in the drive through lane of a Wendy's restaurant. Police body camera shows a 27-year-old uh, black man struggling with Rolf and another white officer after telling him he had had too much to drink uh, in order to drive. Brooks uh, grabbed the taser from one of the officers and fled, firing it at Rolf as he ran away. An autopsy found that Brooks was shot twice in the back. All right, folks, uh, going to break. We come back. What the hell is Newt Gingrich talking about? Wait till we hear... 
this fool actually says that Herschel Walker is more of a credit to African Americans than Senator the Pastor Raphael Warnock. Noodle, if you don't sit your dumb ass down somewhere, man, come on. And also, a Georgia appeals court makes it clear early voting can take place beginning on Saturday, November 26th. We'll tell you about that uh, as well Republicans lose in court. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Is it just me? Or does it feel like we've been here before? The whole country's finished voting and only us left. You'd think Herschel Walker would want to explain what he'd do in the Senate if he actually wants to represent Georgia. Instead, he repeats the same lies, trying to distract from what we all know is true about him. But I think Georgians will see his ads for what they are. Don't you? I'm Raphael Warnock, and yes, we're doing this again. That's why I approve this message. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, we welcome the Black Star Network's very own Roland Martin, who joins us to talk about his new book, White Fear, how the browning of America is making white folks lose their minds. The book explains so much about what we're going through in this country right now and how, as white people head toward becoming a racial minority, it's going to get, well, let's just say even more interesting. We are going to see more violence. We're going to see more vitriol because as each day passes, it's, it, it is a nail in that coffin. The one and only Roland Martin on the next Black Table, right here on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. Hi, I'm Carl Painting. Hey, everybody, this is Sherry Shepard. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered, and while he's doing Unfiltered, I'm practicing the wobble. I am. Because Roland Martin's the one, he will do it backwards, he will do it on the side. He messes everybody up when he gets into the wobble because he doesn't know how to do it, so he does it backwards. And it messes me up every single time. So I'm working on it. I got it. You got Roland Martin. Lizette Patch. Uh, Lizette Patch, a uh, five feet tall, weighs 110 pounds, uh, hair is black and brown eyes. Been missing from Bakersfield, California. Uh, folks, uh, uh, been missing since December 22nd of last year. That's right, folks. Uh, if you have any information regarding uh, Lizette, please call the Bakersfield Police Department. Uh, the number is 661-327-7111. 661- 327-7111. All right, folks, uh, early voting begins in Georgia on Saturday after a Georgia appeals court uh, ruled against Republicans who were trying to stop early voting from that date. The law was, law was changed in Georgia where they said you could not have voting taking place one or two days after a holiday. Well, in 20, after 2020, they moved the runoff from two months away to one month, causing some confusion. The court's rule, legislative, what their intent was, was actually wrong. So they ruled in favor of uh, Senator Warnock as well as the Democrats. Republicans are going to appeal that ruling to the state Supreme Court. 
Uh, speaking of that Georgia race, uh, the former congressman and the Speaker of the House, Republican Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, said one of the dumbest things you've ever heard in your life, y'all. He said that having a black person like Herschel Walker in the United States Senate would be a dramatic improvement over Senator Raphael Warnock. You want to listen to an idiot? Here you go. I think that Herschel Walker has the courage, the integrity to be a really remarkable U.S. senator. Yes. And I think having an African-American with his background, somebody who's good at business, somebody who's given over 400 speeches on military bases to help young people dealing with PTSD because of his own experience with uh, having had concussions, uh, playing football and in mixed martial arts. I think, uh, I think Herschel would be such a dramatic improvement over Senator Warnock, who is a hardline um, left-wing politician, that I really do think that it's uh, worth a lot of effort. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To make sure Herschel wins, and I'm delighted that uh, Governor Kemp is going out, and his team is going out, and they're doing all they can to help elect Herschel. 
Um, Newt, this who you talking about? This Herschel? That boy ain't got no rhythm. I, I, I don't even know what the hell... These white Republicans are so desperate for anybody black. I mean, they are desperate for anybody black. He started off by saying his record in business. He lied. Herschel Walker literally lied about his success as a business owner. Herschel Walker has lied about being valedictorian, lied about being an FBI agent, lied about being a cop. He's lied about paying for abortions. In fact, one of the women accusing him is going to have a news conference, and she said she got audio recordings of his lying ass. But then again, this is the same Newt Gingrich who left his wife, who was in a hospital bed, for his side piece. That same Newt. Brianna, go ahead. What's your comment? Right, that part. And especially the same Newt that called Obama the food stamp president. We really talking about what he's saying. <laughs> I don't understand why. Uh, whole mess, never done right. And honestly, he started off when he said his background, right? I don't care about business, whatever. And then he went in to talk about him being a football player. The reason is at the end, because he's, Herschel has gotten so many concussions that he'll do so many stupid things without thinking, and he will be their puppet. And that is what Newt is saying. We need somebody to sit in that seat that do what we say to do. And that's what they're banking on. Because there's no other way that you're going to say the background because you're talking about a PhD, someone who is, um, you know, you said left wing, but someone who's educated in, uh, in the religion. And then we're talking about someone who is literally uneducated. I don't even know if he has a fifth grade reading level, right? So someone who went to seminary school and excelled and can pastor and know the Lord's work to someone who is chronically lying and doesn't know shit. No, I, 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 I just keep laughing him, Mustafa. Boy, these Republicans, they, they, they desperate. They, they are so <laughs> desperate uh, to get them uh, somebody black uh, that, I mean, Newt know he lied. I mean, boy, just stop. I mean, and just simply say you like Herschel Walker, but don't, don't <laughs> even try to sit here and like, oh my God, he is just going to be this incredible African American. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still taking it what Bree just shared. <laughs> that was that was on point. Um, you know, it's interesting. You got to really understand who Newt is, right? Everybody sees this elderly uh, statesman now, but, you know, this is the person with the contract with America who was trying to destroy uh, the benefits that came from welfare and tort reform and a bunch of other things. This is also a person who had their fingerprints all over the Tea Party uh, when that first kicked off. So you got to understand who this individual is um, and that he understands that they are desperately, desperately trying to make sure they hold on to power. 
Now, we continue to talk about power, but this is a prime example of having an individual in that seat that they can control. They cannot control Senator Warnock. Senator Warnock is going to do what's right uh, for the country, and he's going to also make sure there's equity and justice that's infused in that, and that scares them. So, of course, they are willing to do and say anything in this moment. And for them to infuse uh, integrity into the conversation, you know, uh, Brother uh, Herschel Walker has not shown integrity uh, in anything that I've seen over the last 30-plus years. Um, so I'm not sure. He also has showed his lack of understanding and education around critical elements, whether we're talking about the environment and the silly comments that he made about that, his comments around business and trying to parrot some of the things that Donald Trump has said, um, and a number of other aspects that show that you are not prepared for one of the most important positions that is inside of our government. And for them to be willing to allow him to have the space uh, to, to hold that position shows that they do not truly care about democracy, they don't care about the state of Georgia, um, and they most definitely don't care about the impacts that are happening in black and brown communities, because you never hear Herschel Walker talk about those impacts and what his ideas are, let alone sharing with the country, what are your policies? That's the important question. What are your policies? And because he cannot articulate that, that shows that he is not ready for prime time, and he's most definitely not ready to be the next senator from the state of Georgia and why Senator Warnock is. DeMario? First of all, I just really want to go back to what Brianna said, a whole mess. I, I just wrote that down. I love that with Herschel Walker. You know, Herschel Walker used to be one of my favorite football players when I was growing up and he was at the Cowboys. I was very sad when he got uh, traded away. Of course, we got a lot of great players like Emmitt Smith in that trade. And this just shows how far down this guy has gone. You know, they talked about him talking about PTSD. Well, I mean, CTE and PTSD is not the same thing. You've already stated about Newt Gingrich, you know, who he is. This is a guy, he's a liar, he's a cheater, he's corrupt. And it just shows that all the GOP cares about is power, that they will put someone who clearly has mental, diminished mental facility, uh, faculties, as Herschel Walker has, has put him out front because they don't care. They want a puppet there. And so it's just really sad. And I hope everyone that's listening would do like I've already done, is send some money to Senator Warnock's campaign. $5, $10, $100, whatever you can do. And lastly, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, my mentee, Greg Robinson, who's down there working on the ground, working on the campaign. I think we're going to see Senator Warnock reelected. All right, folks. Supreme Court, they have dismissed the voices of black and Latino voters uh, in a court challenge, the court declined to hear an appeal by black and Hispanic voters in Texas about how Texas state maps intentionally dilute minority voting power. The dispute focuses on Senate District 10 in Tarrant County, Texas, and a ruling by a panel of three judges on the district court who believed that the new state Senate map disproportionately impacted minority voters. However, the judges found no evidence indicating that the legislature's intent was racial. Supreme Court is going to hold the future of voting rights in its hands as the court heard arguments today debating Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act and its impact on minority voters. Well, we'll be watching, of course, uh, that case uh, as well. All right, folks, uh, going to a break. When we come back, more on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And of course, you can also 
support us with our joining our Bring the Funk fan club. Send your chicken money orders to PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is Dallas App, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Bounty of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Are you available at all bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target. Download it from Audible and order from your favorite black bookstore. We'll be right back. I am on screen, and I am representing what a black man is to the entire world that's going to see this. And this might be the only black man, a representation of a black man that they see. Right. So I am responsible. Right for how they see black men. And it's my responsibility to, if I am not playing an upstanding, honorable, of someone with a strong principle and moral core, to make sure that this character is so specific right. that it is him, not black men. And I wish that more actors would realize how important uh, their position is as an actor, as an actor of color playing people of color on screen because there are people that see us all over the world in, in, in these different right. images that we portray, and not everyone knows black people to know. Yes. That's not all. by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives, and we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. You want me to do something crazy, but I don't know what to do. I'd rather just sit here. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. I mean, could it be any other way? Really? It's Roland Martin. Preterm births uh, last year reached their highest peak since 2007 with more than 383,000 born before 37 weeks of age. That's right, folks. Uh, according to a new report, a report released this week found disparities widening between white and black mothers were already 62% more likely to have a preterm birth and nearly three times as likely as white moms to die of childbirth-related causes. And over 211% of black women did not receive adequate prenatal care. Ashley Randolph, the president and, CEO, president and co-founder of Alliance for Black NCU Families, uh, joins me now from Sacramento. Certainly glad to have you uh, on the show, Ashley. I mean, this is uh, one of the things that you know I, I, I talked about uh, when uh, get the Dobbs decision and all of these uh, so-called pro-life people who are really anti-abortion people were out here, and I'm like, it's amazing. I'm like, how quiet y'all are uh, on this issue. I'm like, if you're pro-life, you would think that they would, they would care about this issue. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, I do want to say that I'm a three-time preemie mom, so everything that I do for the last 12 years has been strictly to fix this issue. And you can't say it any better. They really don't care. Most of the southern states in the U.S. 
have a grade of a D or a F, according to March of Dimes. And if you have an F rating, that basically says all of your black families are coming in there and not getting good care, not in prenatal and not in the NICU. I am one of the first, uh, well, I am the first black and a first parent to be chair at CPQCC, which is a research facility at Stanford, um, which is really ironic because I'm the first black. I have did a research there for racism in the NICU, and I found out that 44% of black NICU families in California that has a B rating, that they felt that the hospital could not help them with any barriers that they had outside the NICU. So employment, housing, WIC resources, food, transportation. 26% of them same families said that they felt judged because of their race while in the NICU. Now, I had just mentioned that I'm a three-time preemie mom. I've been pregnant in Louisiana, Texas, and California. I had to leave Texas at six weeks pregnant because I already knew from my first two previous pregnancies that I wouldn't get good care in the South. So I left Texas right when I found out I was pregnant, came right back to California, thought I would get the best care, and then at about five and a half months pregnant, my doctor let me go because I suffered from hyperemesis garbidarium. So with each pregnancy, I lost 30 pounds. Doctors never could figure out why. They never really wanted to look and see why. Same thing for why I'm having all these kids premature. When I was six months pregnant almost with the third child, my doctor let me go in the middle of her doctor office in front of patients waiting to be seen because she said she could not handle my sickness and she seen myself and my pregnancy as a liability to her facility. That is what jump-started all of this. I initially started with my first nonprofit called Glow Premies, which stays with Black NICU families from the NICU and high-risk pregnancy. So if you do already have a prior child in the NICU and you're high-risk pregnant, give us a call. We stay with you until you're 18. We're the only nonprofit that does that. I know because, I, like I said, I'm a mom of three. My oldest is 12. It took me 12 years, even as this powerful advocate, to get my son finally diagnosed with ADHD last week. 12 years. So that the, thing, the thing that jumps out at me here is that, again, when you look, when you hear the conversation that out there in, in, in the public space, you're not hearing lots of dialogue, uh, again, nope. ab ab about... Uh, about, about this issue. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so, uh, from a public policy standpoint, um, I mean, is it simply a matter of it gets lost uh, in the shuffle? Your, th your thoughts on that? So, I actually work with the government a lot, with the Alliance for Black NICU Families. And so, what I can tell you is a lot of policies that they're trying to put in place I actually see them before they actually go to Congress and have everybody start looking at it and signing it over. And we may send a list with other organizations with 100 things on there that they can change for maternal care and for the NICU. They will eliminate half of it and send it back to us. That's a huge issue. Because if you don't have the experience, 
how can you tell us what needs to be changed? We're the ones who are advocating for what needs to be changed because we lived it. And we hear, we hear it from parents all the time. So absolutely, um, like the Momnibus, I worked very hard on that one with the government. And I can tell you that that's not everything that we wanted. That was drastically cut down. And that's just one example. So with the Alliance for Black NICU Families, we are trying to go state by state and mandate that they offer racial and health equity training to all NICU staff, as well as those that are working in maternal care, because we have to get a hold of the issue. And it does start with the hospital. Uh, questions from my panelists. Brianna, you first. Go. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. My cousins were more than two months premature, and it took a struggle, and it was really hard on the family. And fortunately, um, up north, they're able to um, thrive now. Um, what? So I see you saying you're going state by state. Um, what specifically, is there certain states that are advancing that you see um, your legislation's getting passed? What are some of like maybe your top three um, pressing uh, legislations that you would like to see passed in order to fix this situation? So I know right now the one that's really, really pressing, and I was I wrote it down the exact wordage. Um, it was for the maternal, I believe, 12 months of maternal leave, I believe is what it is. And that's the one that means the most to me. The more time that the mom can have to be at home with her child, the better for her for postpartum depression, if that does come into play, as well as more time for her to breastfeed, as well as more time for the family unit to come together and really tackle any barriers that they do have when they did bring that child into the world. Um, Demario. No, I really appreciate your service here. My little sister was born about over two months premature and just had to deal with all of that you know, her whole life. She's thankfully she's uh, 20 something now and we didn't know that was going to happen. So I appreciate it. So definitely see this also dealt with a lot of infertility between my wife and I and, and uh, endometriosis and all these things that black women in particular are struggling with fibroids. I mean, I, I have way more information and experience in this than I ever thought I would. And I've been in those doctor's offices and those hospitals when those doctors walk out the room, won't give you the pain medication, won't take your 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 complaints serious. Like, we've, we've dealt with that as educated, prominent Black people in this area. So your work is so important. How can, me, how can I and our audience best support you right now, tangibly, Tell us what we can do. Is it somewhere we can donate to you? Is it something we need to sign? What can we do to help you with this awesome and important mission? Thank you so much for that. Um, preemies are my everything. They're my babies. If you would like to help, I ask that you all go to blacknicufamilies.org. That is our website for the Alliance for Black NICU Families. And please sign up to be a co-founding member if you would like to support. You are also able to donate. I do want to say that all of our donations that come through the Alliance for Black NICU Families, we do two things. So right now, um, we have already given out 40 wearable breast pumps for Black NICU moms. And we have just, in the process, ordered 235 more. 
I want to continue to buying these breast pumps for these moms so they can wear these breast pumps and keep doing whatever they're doing, whether it's working or have other kids to take care of, as well as we raise funds to give to all of our co-founding members that are Black NICU organizations led by Black NICU parents, because we are the ones who get the least funding, and we want to make sure that the work that they're doing on the ground to keeps being uplifted because it does take a village and we need way more villages all around. Mustafa. Yeah, thank you so much for this. When I was in graduate school, I actually worked on low birth weight babies and premature babies as a part of uh, one of the research projects. And at that time, they, they were not focusing on black moms. You know, they were just looking in a more general sense. So thank you for specifically focusing in. Uh, I'm curious, you know, there are a number of federal agencies also that have some responsibility in this space. Um, should we be pushing on HHS um, or, uh, or one of the other agencies to help you to be able to get the traction that you need uh, to make the change that's necessary? Yes, I would love that, um, to get the push from the whole community, if I can. You know, they, they hear my voice. I'm very loud, and I, I like to roar. Um, I work on this every single day for the last eight years of my life, literally 24-7. I am with my kids when I can, um, but I am so passionate about getting all these rates reduced. So if I can get any help from you guys to help push uh, the government to assist us or any agencies to assist us, please do. We are forever grateful. We have to save our babies. And like um, we had talked about earlier, it can last forever. So the NICU stay does not just end when you leave the NICU. It can stay with the parents for a very long time. And we need to make a generational change. And we need to make it now. All right, then, Ashley Randolph. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, folks, time for Marketplace. Folks going to be shopping for Christmas. Black Friday sales have already started. It's not even Friday, of course, uh, and but there are a lot of black-owned shopping op options for you. The Diana Smile Stationery. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills 
To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Gifts uh, may have just what you're looking for uh, when it comes to buying gifts for family and friends. Joining me now is the owner and illustrator of the Dinah Smiles Stationery and Gifts, uh, Davella, uh, is it Odi or Odio? It's Davia Odoi. Sorry, Davia Odoi. From Stockbridge, Georgia. All right, glad to have you on the show. So thank you for having me. So stationary in gifts. Explain, because you know we're now living in the technology age. Folks still writing on stuff. Yes, people love to write, and that's what I have to offer. I have been an illustrator my entire life, a professional illustrator since 2005, and I've always wanted to see stationary with. Images that look like me, like look like a black woman, a happy black woman, and I couldn't find it. So because I knew I could draw, I knew um, I had to to fill the gap per se. So the Dine Smile Stationery Gifts is a collection of my artwork on different stationery goods, um, paper, high quality paper products, and um, my niche has been uh, spiral notebooks. That's been the one thing that people have really gravitated towards. And I have a couple here that I can show you. And it's just been a passion of mine to just illustrate happy characters because we need to see, we need to see more things that look like us. So that's the void that I've been filling for the past uh, few years. And it's just been something that has blessed my family and those around me. And I'm very, very grateful to be able to bring something like this to the marketplace. So how many different products do you have? Wow, that's a good question. I have over 100 products currently because um, we as Black women, we come in so many variations, beautiful skin tones and hairstyles. We're always, you know, rocking beautiful, different hairstyles. So I wanted to capture that in my products. And as you see scrolling, I have, if you have short hair, long hair, natural hair, straight hair, I have it all there um, because I wanted to be able to represent as many women as possible. And that, that's a goal of mine. And because I know how diverse we are, I didn't want to just have one particular character. So it's the same face. If you can see, it's the same face, same smile, and then I'll change the hair and the, the hair and the makeup and things like that. 
All right, sounds good. Let's go to my panel. Any questions? Uh, Mustafa, you first. What inspired you uh, to bring this uh, really innovative product to market? What inspired me in way back when I was uh, shopping for bridal shower invitations and I could not find anything that I liked. Nothing resonated me with me in the marketplace at that time. And so my husband encouraged me to create something. Um, so we didn't, you know, just like every other entrepreneur, we didn't know exactly what we were doing, but we knew we had to do something. So we started the process. And now fast forward to today, I have um, a plethora of products with my artwork. I've been able to source high quality vendors who take my art and will put it on substantial uh, items like notebooks. Um, I see scrolling, there's phone cases. There's so many different things with my artwork. And it's just been, it's just one step after the other and I just kept going. Demario. You know, I write in a journal every morning or most mornings. Um, and so I definitely appreciate this product. How's the, be how's the best way uh, for our audience to get with you, uh, to be get this ordered and make sure it's here in time to give it to our loved ones for Christmas and for Kwanzaa? Sure. The best way to order is through my online website at thedynasmiles.com. That's T-H-E-D-Y-N-A-S-M-I-L-E-S.com, thedynasmiles.com. Orders that are placed between today and next week, we have a cutoff of December 8th. So as long as it's in by December 8th, you should be able to get it in time for Christmas in Kwanzaa. Brianna. Great. Thank you so much for this. I have two questions. One, sure. we're seeing, we see your lovely tote bags and we saw your uh, iPhone cases and your uh, notebooks. Is there any other um, products that you have your artwork on, such as um, calendars, agendas, um, what are the other artwork you have your, um, what other products do you have your artwork on? Sure. I currently have my products on, my artwork on stationary goods, which include notebooks, designer journals. I do not, I used to carry a planner. I'm going to bring that back in the future. Um, because of 2020, I know a lot of families were rocked with 2020 um, and it did the same with me and my family. So we're in a, a process of, a rejuvenation of starting again. So um, like on the screen, that is an agenda that I, I offered in the past. So I will be bringing that back. But currently I have designer journals and the newest thing that I have to offer, these are daily notepads where you can fill out the information to get yourself organized for the day. And it's a tear off notepad. So once you're done with the day, you can tear off the page and put put it in your, um, if you have a binder, you want to keep it, or if you're not, um, if it's not needed, you can always just rip it off and go into the next. So I, this is the newest thing that I'm offering, daily agendas where it's in a notepad form. All right then, folks, it is Dinah Smiles Stationery and Gifts. Here's all the information on how you can actually reach them, their social media uh, accounts as well, uh, and T-H-E-D-Y-N-A, Smiles, same on Facebook. And also, for folks on our show, there's a 15, is a, a discount code, use Roland15, yes. R-O-L-A-N-D-15, to save 15% on your total 
order. Well, David, we sure appreciate it. Thanks so much, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and happy Thanksgiving. All right, thank you so very much. All right, folks, that is it for us. Uh, let me thank uh, Brianna, my alpha brother, uh, Mustafa, uh, and that junior fraternity member, uh, Demario. Uh, glad to have him on, on the show. Uh, come on, you, you know doggone well is alpha and is everybody else behind us. Behind you better be us. careful. You know you're coming down here to Tulsa next week, so you better be nice. Completely unfazed. <laughs> Completely. I got something for you. If it's 20 Omegas and it's one alpha, that is simply unfortunate for you 20 Omegas. Y'all can't even handle one alpha. Come on, man. I... You know. That's you know. Mad. You know. You know how it is. Don't, don't hate. Congratulate. I might let you celebrate. Just letting you know. Hey, it's all good, man. It's good to see y'all. I've been missing y'all. Folks, y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, listen up. Uh, we are not going to have a show tomorrow. Uh, I gave folks uh, the day off. Uh, and so we're going to be having a marathon of Rolling with Rolling taking place on Wednesday and Friday as well. Uh, and so y'all be sure to enjoy the family. For, uh, Saturday, uh, I'll be broadcasting from the Bayou Classic uh, in partnership with General Motors. And so you'll see us outside of the Superdome. That's going to be on Saturday in the Fan Fest. So we look forward uh, to showing you the new General Motors electric vehicles. So we will be there uh, live streaming from the Bayou Classic, Southern and Gramley, taking place on Saturday. And then on Monday, we'll begin our broadcast from Georgia. We'll be there uh, from uh, Monday through Election Day. So looking forward to that. So we're going to be on the road. And in fact, We'll be at the Bayou Classic on Friday and Saturday. Come back here Sunday. Then we we'll go to Georgia. We'll be on Georgia uh, for four days. Then we'll go to Jackson, Mississippi for the SWAC Championship. We'll be there on the ground broadcasting Friday and next Friday and next Saturday. Uh, then we go back to Georgia uh, for the Georgia runoff. So a lot of different moving parts here. That's why we tell you folks, support us in what we do. Uh, your dollars make it possible for us to do to cover these stories and travel all across this country. Our team is ready to go. Look forward to being back on the road. Uh, update, the Robomobile is being constructed. We've got uh, the vehicle back from uh, Mercedes. They're now adding all of the, uh, doing the upfitting. And so we're looking forward. Hopefully we will have that by the 1st of January. I'll get an update when I get done with the show. So appreciate all of you uh, who also contributed to make that possible as well. All right, folks, don't forget, support us in what we do. Download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, also join our Brain the Funk fan club, send check and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available at Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books a Million, Target. You can download it on Audible. You can also order through your favorite black bookstore. Folks, that is it. Again, have a great Thanksgiving. Y'all know I'm going to have gumbo. Y'all keep that turkey, my brother. I'm sure they're going to be having turkey and dressing. Ro, Uncle Ro Ro going to be having gumbo. Just letting y'all know how I roll every Thanksgiving. So, Reggie, y'all had that gumbo pot straight, all right? All right, folks, that's it. Y'all have a great one. I'll see you again this weekend from the Bayou Classic in New Orleans. Until then, holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 